This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The early table toppers make it three wins out of three, and we're all here for it. This is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down and top of the league since, well, since the start of the season. But we've been around since 2015 on Richard Wood. And this is the flagship show brought to you in partnership with our great friends at Innovation Labs. We go live every Sunday at 8pm to talk through the latest ITFC game. Joining us to talk through a victory in the capital, David Diamond, Seb Brown, gentlemen, are you? Can you believe your eyes when you look at the league table? Seb, we'll start with you in the middle there. How are you? And give us your like instant reaction. This is just nuts, isn't it? It's brilliant, isn't it? I think we spoke on the flagship. I saw it on the pre-match on Thursday night and said how great it was to be a town fan. And it's gone up a couple of levels since Thursday night. It's crazy, isn't it? You know, we're looking at league tables. And I know people are saying, oh, you won the first five games in 2017, 2018. But it's completely different this year. You know, there's so much substance behind it. And the transformation is just absolutely crazy. If you go back, you know, a couple of years, we're sat here and, you know, we're struggling against nil-nil at home to... Was it MK, sorry, you know, 2-2 and Wimbledon and we're struggling. And two years on, the whole the whole club, the town is transformed. It's absolutely phenomenal and long may it continue. Yeah, Dave, I, I, I mean, I'm hoping that every week Ben <laughs> or I will be asking our weekly contributors, can you scarcely believe your eyes? But uh, no one could have predicted to this, could they? I don't like think they're so. a liar. No, I don't think so. I mean, looking at, I mean, look, looking at those first three fixtures. I suppose on paper, they weren't. You know, it could have been worse. You know, it wasn't. We're playing like you know Leicester, Southampton. You know, um, first couple within the first three games up. Um, so it could have been a hell of a lot more difficult on paper. But you still have to you know turn up. And I think it's just it is that just momentum, as, as Seb said, that momentum and feel good factor spilling over from last season is just still there in abundance. Cause it's the same side, isn't it? Let's face it. It's yeah. exactly the same side. Um, and, and I mean, even the goalkeeper, you know, we're fretting. We're, well, we'll get onto that probably. You know, we're fretting about Walton being out for perhaps the best part of two, six weeks, two months, but no more than a fortnight ago. And um, he's just been absolutely superb, hasn't he? 
Yeah, yeah, well, we'll get to that. We are here to talk about QPR. We are live, so we want to hear from you in the chat. We'll go there in a second and see who's joining us. Um, as always, uh, if if you're able to join us at 8 o'clock live on YouTube or Facebook, um, do get involved in the live chat. It uh, really helps drive the discussion and the debate. We always always want to hear from you. But we also love and respect our podcast folks who typically maybe listen on the way, way into work on a Monday. So just, you know, turn that frown upside down, folks, going into work. We've won at the weekend and we're all very happy. Um, let's see what the chat has got to say for themselves. Stuart is here. Evening all. What a lovely weekend it's been. That's the positivity we want. Charlie D is here. David W is here. Come on, you blues. Dan C, I'd have been more than happy with five points after three games. I think, wow, let's... Yeah, maybe. Well, I'll get your thoughts on that one later on, maybe, chaps. Uh, Marty is here. Ashley's here. So glad I didn't get to go yesterday. Didn't get released from hospital until the second half. Had to work hard for that. Um, hope everything's all right, Ashley. Um, and a okay. win to uh, to soothe whatever issues you've got there. Good to hear you've got out of the hospital, though. And all the best from everyone here. Rob is with us. John B is here. Kirk is back. Bit fortunate at times yesterday but we dominated for periods at a tough ground come on you blues blueies here lovely weekend great result grinded out shame the girls lost today in the world cup final they should be proud though neil is here 100 records uh, mark is here london, london day out with three points um charlie d morsey and mass have been so good we will talk about our midfield tony is here um very important person when it comes to front and golf i've been told stubsy is here um lee is here alex is here nick is here rob as well hladke looks like he's up for the fight with walton over the number one shirt excellent again yesterday um, yeah, fantastic stuff. Thanks. Thanks, everyone, for joining in. Jules is here. Chris, Veronica, Matt. Um, to quote Seb, we quoting Seb in the pre-match, are we? Um, I think, isn't it being isn't it great being a town fan at the moment? Yeah, you just quoted yourself again, haven't you, Seb? You did that right at the start. I said, Nick, uh, Neil, bring on Filthy Leeds. Hi, Leeds fans. Uh, yes, <laughs> more about them later on. But yeah, thanks, everyone. We'll uh, definitely get to your questions later on in the show. Other things to tease as well. Um, a special announcement. What? What could it be? Uh, come back later on. Well, stick around. Not come back. Stick around and we'll tell you more later on. Uh, let's deal with some other bits and pieces of news. We talked about the Lionesses defeated. It was quite a good day for women's football, at least at 11 o'clock this morning. But ITFC women got their season up and running today, chaps, away at Cardiff, newly promoted Cardiff, who had an unbelievable home record. and Scored in the first minute, Cardiff. Referee allowed them to take a quick free kick, and we were still setting ourselves up, and um, they slotted it into basically an empty net. And I think we're very quite rightly upset with that situation, but came back into the game partway through uh, Leah Mitchell with an equaliser and then Megan Waring, super Megan Waring with a 92nd minute winner, Dave, um, to give town... Do you reckon, um, early momentum. Reckon Megan, do you reckon Megan's dad was there really giving the drum a bash after that one, I would have thought. Smashing to pieces, yeah. Megan's <sighs> first goal for the town and, you know, last season the narrative was with a slow start and so uh, Joe was on this week's ITFC official podcast along with Sophie Peskett, so I definitely recommend giving that a listen and he was sort of saying, well, we've, we had the season where we started like a train and everyone we beat everyone in front of us and then it started to dismantle and last season we finished so strongly so Dave we've got to hope that 
you put those two bits of a season together and you get one whole amazing season again. Yeah, from yeah I think so. I mean, it's been a, certainly a, a sort of a close season of transition, hasn't it? A lot of players, a lot of players left. I think I did see, you know, I did follow it. You got, um, I think we had a, a player come in on, a, on another sort of season loan type thing from Arsenal. Yeah. Um, um, yes. Ruby Doe, was it? Ruby Doe? Ruby. Yeah, I mean, Ruby, if, Ruby, she's, Ruby. if she's anywhere as near the standard of, was it, Freer from, yeah. um, she, I mean, she'll be a real kook. She was outstanding. But yeah, I didn't, I must admit, I didn't realise that Cardiff came up with that, you know, really strong home record. So that's a great, that's a great win first up, isn't it? Yeah. And Bella Ricky next week at the AGI in the, uh, the league. Did Cups. I also you get down there that? that? But young Maddie scored four on her Billericay yeah. debut today. <laughs> she did actually, yeah. Uh, former Blue Maddie Biggs, mm. uh, four goals and an assist away well, at I'm... Plymouth on the opening. That's and they were six nil winners, um, Billericay. So that'll be a tough one. So mm. do come down to the AGL and watch me bang the drum and cheer on the team as well. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, um, as I said, uh, Joe Sheehan, uh, Tambos. And we're going to save you Pesca on the ITFC podcast. So do give that a listen. Get if you if you've been in, engaged in the World Cup, the Women's World Cup, um, and you're an Ipswich fan, then again, two things put together there. Come and support ITFC women if you want more details at ITFC WOSC is the official sports club. And we'll be talking about it um every now and then here on Blue Monday as well. Let's jump into Saturday's action chaps. QPR away. Let me give you some bits and pieces. I mean, QPR. Off the back of a, a, a solid away win, Dave, at Cardiff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll ignore the late defeat in the League Cup to them lot midweek. Mm-hmm. But some injury issues there. Um, Linda Dykes was injured yeah. and yeah. was unavailable. They rushed Chris Willock back as well. But it's, it's definitely a team in a little bit of flux. We spent, Seb and I spent a lot of time in the pre-match show kind of talking through the, the off-field stuff there. But... Gareth Ainsworth in charge and it's it's a difficult situation for him but he's a very positive character as I think we found out over the last few days as well isn't he yeah yeah he is and he's you know less uh, as I think you guys said said on the pre-match show you know he's been known to sort of set set up teams against us before to totally nullify us and um and has sort of got results got results against us when when needed um I mean just obviously following your your guys pre-match just looking through their team no great surprises there, I don't think. Obviously, you knew Dykes probably wasn't going to be, wasn't going to be fit, but didn't seem to be any surprises there. No, no three the at the back, two, Seb. We were yeah, three at the well. back. The, the only thing we were unsure about was who would come in and replace Dykes, but they went for um, uh, they went for for, for Willock, didn't they? Who could yeah. only manage sort of forty-five minutes. He's had yeah, injury he's issues did. recently. Uh, yeah. That was the only question mark. And I guess maybe would they kind of keep it as the as the three the three at the back system? Which although the graphics pre-match kind of lined up as a four-two-three-one, I think we all saw pretty quickly it was definitely a back three. Three-four-three, three, yeah, looked like it. Yeah. X ITFC interest there. Yeah. Starting was Andre Dizel. And Asmir Begovic as well had a brief loan spell. And Jack Colbert, one of these players that Seb and I were expecting to be in the squad during the pre-match, but um, still getting up to fitness, having signed in the summer. But he's going to be rushed into the action partway through as one probably should have got at least one yellow card on Saturday as well. But you know what you're going to get with Jack Colbert, don't you? Uh, anything more to add on QPR, Seb, before we talk about us? Just as we said on the pre-match show, Armstrong was the one to, to look out for up front, wasn't he? We kind of bigged yeah. him up with his... Sajan and Mark, and his, yeah, he's, he's really good. And he, yeah, yeah and we'll he talk about the, the, the how the game maybe shifted when he departed. Spoiler alert as well, but yeah, it's, I, I kind of felt a little bit worried for QPR ahead of the game, 
and I, I think I probably came out of it yesterday thinking, or on Saturday thinking, there's enough there, isn't there? Probably need a little bit more recruitment and mm. maybe another option behind Armstrong. But Ainsworth has got them. It's a swashbuckling style, isn't it? It's probably how you describe well, it. It's in, in your face and maybe not, not well, pretty at times, but they've got quality Ains- as well. Ainsworth's always been good at the sort of them against them against us adversity type role, isn't he? He's very good at that, isn't he? Yeah, well, his six-minute post-match kind of... Oh, dear. <laughs> textbook I think they're going to be it? Champions League season after next. Dave, talk to us about um, Elias Chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if I mean, we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to the effort, but yeah, he was... Um, like, yeah, likewise, he was a, he was a handful. Um, again, not sure if you referred, referred... I can't recall you referring to it on the pre-match show, whether there must surely have been some interest interest in him in him over the summer um and um well yeah we'll get to his effort in the second half but that would have just been beckham-esque when it was exactly the same pretty much wouldn't it chaplin-esque majority oh, yeah well, well there you go yeah seb no surprises with the town lineup we speculated about harry clark there was a little bit of there's always been a whispers and conspiracy theories about harry clark i think people <laughs> reading lot far too much into the situation there he was fit enough to make the bench and he's obviously going to make an appearance as well but no surprises that this team is unchanged right no nothing we discussed it and we both agreed on the pre-match show you keep it as it is you know you've got that momentum it's the same side as last season Bardanassian in for Clark at the moment and Hackley in for Walton so you you don't change it if you don't have to obviously Clark coming back into the bench was a a huge boost it, it, I guess he's being managed you know his, his Achilles issue we managed throughout the season probably decently got a, a unexpected extra minutes in the legs yesterday um and and yeah you don't change a winning side do you you do not. You don't tinker. So let's. I mean, let's talk about the first half, guys. Because for me, it was, it was a half of of two halves, really, wasn't it? I thought, um, Seb, we started really strongly, didn't we? And there's there's a big moment here. Cool. Where's Burns from this corner, isn't he? Where maybe any other type, any other player, perhaps you know, a diff, you know, a Clark or a, I don't know who's who's coming in from the far post. You know what I mean? Burns in the air little bit iffy but big moment here great corner from davis as always and broadheads involved too it was and he's, he's got to hit the target hasn't he so it's a, a, a deep corner from from davis swung over to the back post he's clever he runs round the back of wolfenden who's grappling with somebody and chairs marking him and wolfenden if you look on the on, on the highlights just kind of nudges chair a little bit so he can't get near it and davis has done the hard work he hasn't got to generate any kind of power on the header he's just got to get it on target and yeah he he gets it wrong, doesn't he? Burns is normally pretty, pretty decent in the air. You know, he's one that tends to hang up there, I think, and he's he's okay in the air, but he gets that one that one badly wrong. You know, he's on the run, completely unmarked. He's got to hit the target there, surely. And we we had started well at that point, hadn't we? You know, we were kind of dictating the play and knocking it around really nicely, and we know what a threat we are now from set pieces, and that one certainly should have made it one nil. And I guess had that gone in, I think the remainder of the half would have been very different to how we saw it eventually kind of go. Yeah, well, talk to us about the rest of the half then, Seb. Um, because it, it does kind of, there's this moment on 12 minutes, isn't there, that we, <laughs> this seems to happen, guys. I mean, I'll, I'll open this up to both of you. There's, uh, we get, there's a lot of margins, fine margins go for us. I think McKenna talks about these fine margins, but how this shot from Armstrong doesn't go in, it kind of defies physics. Maybe there's a, a save from Ladki there, but these margins, guys, are going for us quite a lot. Sunderland, very similar. Is that is that a little bit of a worry for you, Seb, Dave? Anyone, either of you, want to talk about? I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a worry. I mean, we say it evens itself out. I mean, just think in the past how how wow. those fine margins perhaps have gone 
very much, very much the other way. And there is a sort of train of thought that Hladky did get a slight a slight touch on that. But yeah, it was... Um, <laughs> I mean, Armstrong was quite funny because quite rightly, he was off celebrating, wasn't he? He was. QPR <laughs> fans were off. He was off to the corner flag. And then all of a sudden it was, hang on, it just hasn't, it hasn't gone in. So yeah, you could put that, I suppose, in the same bracket, maybe first game, the Bellingham miss who's been on fire ironically since in front of goal but you know you can probably put that in the same bracket I mean he should he should score that he scores that arguably it's a different game and the same yesterday so yeah at the moment those fine margins are going in our favour and long may it long may it continue yeah talk to us about Ladke then Seb he's come up quite a few times in the chat as well Um, Sam here Ladke's been immense I think Jules has said it as well others have said it in the chat if if he's got a touch on it, it's a great save. But he's he's been involved at Sunderland. Obviously, won us the game essentially with that ninth, what hundred and third minute save or whatever it was. Mm. Even at Stoke last last weekend, there's really important Big save saves. one nil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk to us yeah. about his importance. It's been great for him. You know, we were all really worried on the eve of the season when the rumours about Walton kind of came out and then they were confirmed by McKenna pre-Sunderland. We kind of thought, you know, we've not really seen Clacky. I, I know he was the, the first choice under Cook when he was first joined the club, but, you know, he wasn't overly confident at times and he's kind of played in a few cup games and McKenna has always, always bigged him up and said how good he is with his feet and played him against the likes of Burnley where he did look very good. And there was a, a slight conversation, wasn't there, kind of last winter, sort of at January, February time when maybe Walton wasn't going through a great run of form and people were saying, should Clacky come into the side? And I'm delighted for him because he's done really well. You know, all the he got his six, seven minutes against Exeter towards the end of last season, which is clearly a bit of an acknowledgement about how good he is to have around the place. And, you know, the goalkeeper position is crucial to have somebody pushing you, you know, week in, week out, day in, day out in training. And he looks like he's, he's done just that for a couple of years. And this is his reward for it. And yeah, if he gets a touch, I've watched the, the, the replay several times. I can't tell if he gets a touch. If he does, it's an absolutely phenomenal save. You know, it's almost impossible to see. But if he has, it's a phenomenal save. And yet again, he's kept us in the in the game. And he's, he's, he's produced a big moment when he has to, just like he did away at Sunderland, just like he did at home to Stoke. And he had a couple more in the uh, in the second half. He had another one, didn't he, a few minutes later at, at a set piece swung into the box. I think it was Morgan Fox. Fox. The, the centre back gets up and loops ahead of towards goal, and he tips it over the bar. and And yeah, really happy for him because we were all pretty nervous. Let's be honest, going into the, the start of the season without Walton, but Flanky's done excellently. And uh, and and yeah, I, I still expect you know if Walton comes back and he's fit, he'll get back into the side because he is the number one. But really delighted for Flanky, and he's not let anybody down at all. We I was going to talk about the rest of the the kind of first half action, but we've got to split up a little bit, Dave, because I want to ask you about Janoy Dynasty and, and all of us love J- JD, don't we? But he's had some moments in that first half, particularly around that Sinclair chance where he's kind of turned inside out a couple of times, really almost gives away a penalty. And then I think is Fox his man for that header as well, perhaps. It wasn't the greatest. Our right inside in the first half, is it harsh to say it wasn't the best for them? A little bit, perhaps. Mm. He, he just, he, it, was, it was odd because he was fine, you know, um, he, he was fine until that, that sort of Sinclair, that Sinclair Armstrong um, chance where he sort of, he gets the ball and it's a classic Danassian move. He gets the ball, turns inside, usually just finds his man no problem at all, but seems to just get his feet muddled, feet muddled up and passes it straight, obviously passes it straight to, straight to Armstrong. Um, and again, a bit like kind of the sending off in the Sunderland game, although that was much further on in the game. That just gets the crowd up, doesn't it? That gets the crowd up. And yeah, that, that just, I know that it was what you said. Did you say, I didn't quite appreciate how early that was. Did you say 12th minute? 
think that so. had the yep. twelfth minute. Because up until then we'd pretty much been pretty much in control, hadn't yeah. we? You know, knocking around in control, and that immediately gets the crowd up. But yeah, I don't think we should quite underestimate just how much a handful that that Sinclair Armstrong was yesterday. And there's that moment in the second half where he absolutely rinses Wolfenden and Clark, and <laughs> I'd say he he actually gave you know uh, Wolfenden, who's basically we've said is strolled through the 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 previous two two games absolutely strolled through those two games yeah he gave him a right a right he was a right handful yesterday so I don't think we should quite underestimate that from um underestimate that from Donassian and it's you know it's just great that you know as, as Seb said Clark was on the bench and could come on get some minutes in his legs and um you know we've got two fairly fairly adequate right backs there yeah well, he's gonna Clark is gonna have to uh, enter the fray, Seb, because of an injury to Nassim. I'm not sure we've heard too much more about yeah. that. And even McKenna was talking about he's got Don Ball on on the bench yeah. as well, play right back as well. Did it? Did that change anything for you, Clark's introduction? Not in the first half. I thought the game became quite scrappy after those initial couple of chances. We were chatting during the game, weren't we? You and I, and you said that kind of QPR kind of brought it down. We kind of they brought us down to their level almost in a way. You know, they made the game scrappy and a, a, not not much of a spectacle at all. And I think we kind of you know after the Morgan Fox header, the Sinclair Armstrong chance, I think we all kind of wanted half time. We thought right, go in, completely regroup. McKenna can get into them a little bit, and we'll come out sort of guns blazing and have a have an improved second half because from about sort of 20 minutes on to, to the halftime whistle, QPR had the, the better of the game, better of the chances, and it wasn't much of a spectacle, I didn't think. But it didn't it didn't really change into our favour after halftime. In fact, QPR continued to have moments. Dave's mentioned Sinclair getting part. He <laughs> left Wolfen and Clark for absolute dust, didn't he, there? And aforementioned to um, make yeah, a save there. That's that's where he showed his right rawness, his yes. raw inexperience there. You know, he's he's. I mean, it's incredible, incredible run. I mean, absolutely. Like I said, um, it just roared past both of them. Really, I saw some comment earlier that they say perhaps Clark pulled out of that a bit. I'm not. I'm not Ooh. sure he did. I'm not. I'm not sure. I think it was just raw physical strength and pace. And um, yeah, he gets his head up there, squares it. That's that. Yeah, that's that's one nil, isn't it? But yeah, showed a little bit of an experience there. And Two minutes I suppose later, very you, for, fortunately, fortunately this? for us. Sorry, sorry. Rich. Can you talk about this moment for? For KK in two minutes later, because I mean that was again just, physics. And I don't know how this. Is how does that not go in? I mean, chair does really well. It's a scramble in the box, close to chair. Chair, chair keeps his head really well, knocks it. It's very close in, so edge of the six-yard box on an angle. Absolutely thunders it towards the back post, and it's sort of like Clark again. He's got sort of gets his feet in about how how that doesn't go in off Clark. I don't really know. <laughs> um, comes back to the Kakai, the left back, who just again it kind of. He doesn't react, does he? It just hits him. Maybe that comes back to a forward, shows a little bit more forwards instinct, and he sorts that out and cushions it in. But he just <laughs> and you you think when that doesn't go, and you think, oh, okay, yeah, perhaps again it's going to be our um, it's going to be our day. And again, harsh on the lad. It was he was very very good, wasn't he? And um, you know, good fortune for us again. Terrible luck for QPR. That you know what, ten minutes, five, ten minutes later, he's he's out of the game. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a shout for a penalty by Burgess, which was nonsense. Nah. And then he, he, I think there's one for Hurst again. We'll, we'll we'll come to that in a second. But does the game change for you, Seb, with these moments? You, we mentioned Armstrong. I don't know if it's like super mega cramp or he's about a you know a hamstring or something, but he's in, he looks in a lot of discomfort, doesn't he? He was the main outlet. I mean, let's be yep. let's be honest here. 
the chances are falling to Armstrong or Chair speculatively, perhaps ignoring the the, the melee on 52 that we just talked about. So this is a big moment really in the match, isn't it? Because on comes Ryan Coley. He was making his debut. He's, he's a youngster, certainly not got the pedigree or, you know, you said he's raw. He is, yeah. he's, he's raw Armstrong, but he's, he's certainly been a threat and was on it yesterday and him going out and then field going out later on, having yeah. come off worst on a challenge. He really didn't need to make on Clark as well. Is this no. the turning point in the game, Seb? I think so. Yeah. I mean, he, Armstrong was causing us all kinds of trouble. You know, he was breezing past people like Dave just said, breezing past Wolfenden. The ball was kind of sticking with him. He was a nuisance. He was pacey. He was direct. He was powerful. And they kind of lost all that when the when the kid comes on to replace him. And then Sam Field, who again was kind of a bit physical in midfield, made a nasty cheek. He got booked for the challenge, didn't he? On Clark, I think. He took a bang to his head on the way down. And he kind of plays on for a little bit and ends up getting subbed off. And again, I think it was a kid that came on to replace replace him as well. And that's two kind of, you know, experienced players going out and I thought that when the when the lad came on up front, you know, he was physical, he was a big lad, he was running a few flick-ons, but he didn't have that athleticism and dynamism, dynamism that the uh, the Armstrong had. And yeah, we kind of we kind of spoke a little bit, didn't we, and said it'd be good if he can sort of blow himself out like a like a fighter. You know, Sinclair Armstrong, he was so powerful, so big in the first half. We were kind of thinking, hopefully, he won't be able to do this for ninety minutes. And that's just what proved it to be, and and, and I think that kind of changed the game a little bit. Yeah, was, uh, go on, go speaking on, actually to a QPR fan. Sorry, I was speaking to a QPR fan, and he's, he was raving about Armstrong, but he said if there is a question, it is about his general fitness, and it seems like he's one of these young lads that's just outgrown his strength so do you know what Jermaine so he is susceptible to muscle and tissue injuries because at the, at the growth rate he's had because you look at the guy he's a big neck. look he did his look, legs don't look big enough for like his body. Mike Tyson he looked like a flipping boxer didn't he but like mm. well Tyree Simpson perhaps to a degree yeah. um and yeah that's what he thought that he's had he, he'll perhaps continue to have injury problems until he can sort of grow grow into himself almost yeah well, it seems like Ainsworth was talking about that post match and they they tried he said to slowly because of the soft muscle soft muscle injuries i think it was that he took last about, season yeah i saw of, that it's a slow yeah, burn and and mark's point here i've had it out for a while seb i agree our fitness is a yep. big factor here because we oh. didn't tire in the game and if anything there's the kind of big lull. We haven't talked about us for, you know, in terms of the match action. There's a big gap between Burns' chance. I know Hurst had a few moments first half, but really in a meaningful way, QPR were kind of on top for a while, weren't they? And But Mark's right, that fitness not only allows us to get in these last cast tackles and, you know, get the ball up the field when we need to, but other teams cannot sustain their intensity and QPR have kind of proven that. And Mark's got a point, hasn't he? Definitely. And we saw it last year against the kind of the smaller sides. Our fitness was telling towards the end of games. And it's no surprise, you know, we had this kind of two-tier pre-season where McKenna kind of, you know, we had the minutes in the legs against the, the the local size. And then they really sort of ramped it up when they came back from the first pre-season trip. And I think it must have been one of our busiest ever pre-seasons in terms of fixtures. Was it seven, eight games we ended up playing in the end? And, and that has now put us in a really good stead. For, for, for this kind of fitness moving forward. The only player I thought looked absolutely shot towards the end was George Hurst. Um, yeah. But in, that, in, in the role he plays, that's always going to happen. We saw that last year when he was sharing the minutes with with Ladapo in, in the kind of the running. You know, he puts himself about for 65, 70 minutes. He runs himself into the ground. And I just thought maybe a bit of energy was required up front. He was the only one I would have said needed to kind of come off the rest. I mean, how Davis can keep going up and down that flank all day. Compare him to a year ago. You know, a year ago, it was pretty much a religious substitution on the 60-minute mark, wasn't it? We'd see great Greg Lee kind of come in because Davis was absolutely blowing and that's coming off a, you know, a, a Bielsa 
S player who kind of, you know, should have fitness at the front and center of everything he does. But but this year, how he keeps going up and down that flank is absolutely incredible and a real testament to the work the guys have put in during preseason. Yep. And the players have mentioned it, as Joe's, Joe Cook had mentioned here, that you know, the players all talked about how they'd done so much riding in our preseason. I mean, tough. Well, um, in McKenna, we trust, right? Uh, Dave, let's talk about the key moment of the game then, the match winning moment. Before we talk about it, because he's going to come up in a second. Um, Steve Cook, who recently signed on a free, I think, uh, or from Forest mm. to QPR, experienced mm. head, useful for them in the back, marshalling their defence. He nearly scores from an overhead kick from the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but. Did he few... not score? Did he not score a similar goal for Bournemouth at Portman Road? Oh, did he? The two-two oh, game. The, chat. the two-two game. Did he not? I'm not sure it's a bicycle kick, but I'm sure it was like a volley. I'm, I might have got this wrong, and someone will shoot me down. I'm pretty sure. Oh, so that two-two game back in when would that have been? 14-15. I think it was Good Friday, something like that. I'm pretty sure Cook. Not sure it was quite an overhead kick like that one. A bicycle kick. He tried and then almost pulled it off. But I'm pretty sure he did. But look, I'm probably. Probably totally wrong. There but, we go. Um, but he's yeah, not. Yeah. He's 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 sharp on that moment. But for the goal, Dave, he's the not Chaplin as sharp as Connor Chaplin, is he? Chaplin is just ridiculous. I mean, Cha- Chaplin receives the ball. We break. We break the play up in midfield. I think Broadhead may win it in the sort of central position, and I think it breaks for Chaplin. 40 yards from goal probably and obviously left side to Luongo and it's, it's the same old play it's a little Luongo just one touch Davis Davis obviously already yeah he did um, it, there you go Davis already um, da- yeah, there you go Davis already wide left on that you know level with the level with the 18 yard box position I love that he passes from Davis because he just knows where Chaplin's going to be he just pings a ball along the you know along the line along the 18 yard box and he doesn't he makes a reasonable connection Chaplin does he but not brilliant and I think it's it's a callback I think that might get the first block in a Chaplin Chaplin's just flat on his face isn't he I think yeah. maybe maybe you know Cook is is you know, perhaps um, in the, let's say, in the twilight of his career. And he just gets up so quickly. And before Cook can, can react, he's there. Keeper's unsighted. Begovic is unsighted. He's just there. right. Um, and, you know, right foot wraps it through through Cook's legs. You know, not really in the corner. But as you say, Begovic is unsighted. He hits it with pace. Um, yeah, just instinct. I think we said, we spoke about it yesterday, didn't we? After it went in, you said instinctive. And that's exactly what it is. It's just class finishing, isn't it? Yeah, and limbs in the way in which oh. we love to see as well. I mean, Seb, Seb I, I want to talk about QPR and, and Ipswich at the end and kind of sum up the game. But to me, this kind of dip, this this distinguishes us from QPR and quite a lot of the other teams in the division is our, our chances are created from efforts around the penalty spot, aren't they? Yeah. QPR had these efforts from range. I mean, yes, there's the, the set-piece moments, but that's just ball pumped into the box, into an area. These are moves, incisive moves. It's great from Luongo. It's great from, from Davis, obviously fantastic from Chaplin. But that's the difference. And that's what we've seen from McKenna since almost day one, isn't it? That yep. we fashion these chances that give us a sight of goal from really close in where you're onto scoring. And I know folk don't like the XG, but the XG tells a story really on these kind of moves, doesn't it? And, and the goals that we score as a result. Yeah, absolutely. And the players all know where they're going to be. Like Dave said, as soon as yep. Davis picks up that ball, he knows exactly where Chaplin's going to be because Chaplin did it, what, 40 times last season and ended up getting 20-odd goals off of off of that kind of movement in the box. He just comes alive, doesn't he, in the, in the box when the ball falls to him. And like Dave said, how we got up? I've got no idea. You know, to be face down within a second, you're up and you're firing the ball into the bottom, into the corner of the net was absolutely phenomenal. And delighted for him because he's had a few chances. You know, he hit the bar with that great effort at Sunderland. And there was some chat in the Telegram this morning. I think he's 
averaging eight shots. Somebody was saying, I think Dan might have put it in there, saying he's advertising eight shots per 90 minutes at the moment. I mean, he put put a comparison in saying Haaland only has just under four. Um, So delighted for him. I mean, he started last season similarly, didn't he? He didn't really get off the mark till the, I think it was the MK Dons game, the third, fourth game of the season maybe, and then went on a great little run. And he is a player that tends to score in bursts. So hopefully this will set him off on a a goal-scoring run and delighted for him. You know, really deserves that. He was the talisman last year. He's worked so hard at getting in those positions still in the first three games and finally got his reward with unbelievable reactions to get up so quickly. Yeah, well, one of the game essentially, isn't he, as well? And Josh mentioning Cook getting a bit of stick from the away end, but I think he was, I think there was some good chat there and he yeah. was giving some back. So yeah. that's what you want, you know. Yeah, I like that. Um, good dynamic there. And he's, he seems like a good pro cook, isn't he? But um, yeah, not as good on the old Pilates and yoga as maybe old Chappers is there. And he's, and Chapman nearly gets a second. It's a good save from Begovic a few minutes later. The only meaningful action I've got, I mean, generally, I think we see this out pretty well apart from Dave 86 minutes when this this moment this could have got really I mean, badly thrown for us couldn't it I mean just absolutely I mean Chaplin's was a brilliant effort at Sunderland but I think this was um, but how can I put the it's kind of Chaplin's effort was a bit more obvious because that basically yeah. came you know Chaplin you could see central position keeper off his this just came from nothing this just came mm. from nothing with seemingly not that much sort of backlift and he absolutely launches it and i've got to say a backpedaling claggy that is a good save a that is save, a decent it? save because he's got to get that exactly right the ball's dropping over his shoulder and absolutely you know just palms it one hand over the bar that's a very very good save and another feature i thought certainly second half and this season touchwood famous last words here comes a free header against leeds the way we're defending set but you can see the work we how we defend set well, plays just... and stuff absolutely outstanding we just attack every single one don't we every single one um which perhaps um in yeah in recent season hasn't hasn't always been the way but um yeah that would have been yeah you got it to concede a goal like that but if that goes in it's just hands up i mean fair yeah. play it's another of these moments where we we're on these viral video compilations of of crazy goals and it was shooting off. Anyway, like Lewis it was just dipping, it was so good. It was you could see from the you know from the replays it was dipping just under the bar. Incredible oh. shot. Yeah, um, Neil blaming Hladky. I think that's a bit harsh, isn't it? Come yeah, on. I think so. I think I think you know he, he was off his line, obviously, but the, <laughs> no one's bit. expecting that from. Keep has got the stick on his line. Five, five, six yards into the line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Harsh, I think yeah. that's harsh. Yeah. There you go. Sorry, Neil. I didn't mean to create a pile on there, but I think we're <laughs> defending Haladki's order there. I'm not sure I think he so. could have preempted that moment, and he, it's not his fault that he's not as tall as Christian Walton either. He probably just yeah, good point. Re- just touches up the t- over the bar, doesn't it? But I have to say, apart from maybe a question mark over the. Um, the added time. I, I'm not sure the referee was as good. Well, was incisive on the time wasting that QPR when it was level said. We, I was bitching and moaning about it's this because I've got to be in my bonnet about it. It's the consistency, isn't it? That's the really annoying thing. You know, we saw Flaggy booked two games on the bounce. We saw Donassian mm. booked for a throw in last week, and then this this referee had a completely different set of rules, and he wasn't he wasn't following the same code. And there was one in the second half. I can't remember who it was. One of our players kind of shoulder barged one of their players out, and it's right by the line, and he's flagging immediately. And then a few minutes later, one of their players does it to us, and nothing's given. All you want is is consistency. You know, I know we had we whinged last year about the standard of, of of refereeing, and yesterday I thought it was pretty poor from the ref and the linesman. You you just want that consistency. You know, if our if our right back and our goalkeeper is getting booked for time wasting at Portman Road in the Stadium of Light, then it should be exactly the same if the QPR players are taking their time. Yeah. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, but in the end, 
it didn't matters. Matter. Yeah, it didn't not matter. because Ipswich Town win another game in the championship. <laughs> Great scenes of full time. Harry Clark is obviously on the pitch and gets to do his kind of blah 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 blah. You know, um, fist pump. I don't know why I was going with that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> blah 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 blah. That's um, that's how in my head. Yeah. That's what he's he's kind of winding them up, isn't he? A little bit. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, Stephen's joined. Hi, Stephen. Um, new to the show. Welcome, Stephen. What starts season being a town friend for thirty-two years? I was on six or six last night. So nice to shut hey. uh, and up. Well, I wonder if he's careful what he wished for. More about them later. Later on, I, mm. I just want to get your summings up of the game, um, guys. Let me put the attacking momentum chart up because. To me, watching, it did feel at times that we were under the cosh, but the stats kind of, the XG is superior. The possession stats are superior. Mm. So maybe I'm being a bit harsh. But when you look at it here, we are the the blue side of this line and the white line is QPR. There's good chunky spells here, guys, where we've got the attacking momentum, as this graph indicates. Am I being harsh, Seb, that maybe we weren't in that game as much as I would have liked us to be? It didn't feel like it as much, but maybe that's coming off the back of the Stoke performance where we were pretty dominant, you know, and created chance after chance after chance. That graph proves we were we were kind of in it much more so to uh, the to after the goal. It was all us really until the last minute. I guess that little bump towards the end is the long ranger from chair, but even the ones before that are kind of half chances. And I mean, going back to the XG, the, the chance that their left back pal puts one of the posts must have contributed the vast majority of, of, of their XG. So worthy winners. It was, it was decent because it was, it was different to the first two games. We played three games now, haven't we? And it's been three very different kind of victories. You know, we've kind of hung yep. on a bit at Sunderland but under real pressure at the start of the game, maybe rode our luck a little bit at Stoke. We've kind of dominated more in terms of chances, albeit not possession, but chances and, and kind of, you know, put in one of those performances we're used to at Portman road. And then yesterday was a bit of a Scrap and we kind of stood up to it and we discussed on pre-match you know what you're going to get from a, a Gareth Ainsworth side it's going to be long throws it's going to be set pieces it's going to be aggressive and in your face and we we stood up to it and found a way yeah. to win I think McKenna said that after the game you know working hard is the new normal and I think we'll kind of see much many more games like that this season and yeah. I think I think second half the central central to Luongo and Morsey got controlled didn't they yeah. Luongo yeah. is Good again yeah. yesterday. I mean, Morsey's, we said this last week, week after week, Morsey's just on a certain level every week, but Luongo has so impressed me. Yeah, I would, and give us your thoughts. I mean, QPR, very, Dave, probably their fans maybe coming away from that frustrated that they've not taken a, at least a point. Ainsworth definitely said as much. No, I don't think I can sympathise, totally, totally sympathise with them, with them really. But I think as Seb said earlier, you know, if they pull out that kind of commitment and that kind of form performance, especially at home throughout the season. Yeah, they're going to beat teams. They'll, they'll be fine. They'll be absolutely fine, won't they? Absolutely fine. Um, um, I suppose there's a slight doubt about the size of squad, perhaps, for them. Um, yes. But, um, yeah. Um, you know, you could see, like yesterday, you know, they, you know Sinclair, um, um, Sinclair Armstrong goals go, goes in. The crowd are up, you know, the very vociferous crowd there, tight to the pitch. You know, I know, it's, well, I don't know what there was, 16, 17,000, very, very vociferous crowd. You know, they'll, they'll get ahead in games this season and, you know, the momentum will, you know, momentum from the crowd and everything else will just take them through. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they'll, I'm pretty sure they'll be all right. And I think Ainsworth perhaps talking up a little bit too much, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll be fine. And that, as for surprising people, yeah, I think uh, I certainly had them towards the bottom not, not maybe not relegation I don't think certainly have them towards the bottom but yeah I, I think they'll be they'll probably be okay but yeah very much depends on injuries and given that size of squad and you know look look at the you know basically bringing kids off the bench yesterday which 
yeah, doesn't That's doesn't necessarily all go well. Mm. They've got to yeah. keep chair, haven't they? If chair were to move on in the next two oh, yeah. weeks of the window, I think they've got a problem. Yeah. 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 But let's we'll talk more about us in a sec. Um get your questions in, start them with a Q and get your perspectives on the match, um, thoughts ahead of leads, thoughts ahead of transfer window, etc. Stick a Q at the start only helps us out. And also um good numbers here. Please give us a thumbs up if you haven't already. See the folks. On Facebook, have done that. Thank you to Mark, Stephen, Justin, Jackis, James, Sean, and Angela. Thank you so much. On Facebook, please do the same on YouTube and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, but uh, as we mentioned, we're, we're in partnership with our friends at Innovation Labs, and here's a word from them. Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth, and the development of an AI center of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge with more to follow. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There's newly married Mikey Pentis-Smith yeah. on the voiceover. Uh, congratulations, Tim. Yeah, abs- congratulations, mate. Yeah. Um, let's um, let's go into the chat, um, see what folk have worked to say. There's a mention of... Greg Lee in Oxford. I think one person's tweeted that. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be a massive surprise, Dave, if Greg Lee departs, would it? It wouldn't be. I think I'd be disappointed, though. You know, look, anyone, Davis is playing now at such a level that say he's irreplaceable. Yeah, but you're not going to replace Davis with anyone of the same standard at the moment. But yeah, Greg Lee, I would say, is adequate at this moment in time. But again, a little bit has, if we understand it, like the Kyle Edwards situation, Oxford come in regular first team football, then yeah, you couldn't blame him if he, if he wanted to go. Yep. 
fair enough. Uh, Seb, John here. Shades of Burton away last season. QPR win where we mm. rode our luck in the game and we're expected to win comfortably, but came through a hard-fought win. Do you agree with that? And I think also it's... something to say about the... I, I always kind of enjoy those wins a li- little bit more sometimes than the ones where we actually absolutely dominate. Yeah, the ones you have to work harder for. I think it's a fair comparison. I mean, I thought we played better yesterday than we did at Burton away last year. I don't think we we were mm. great at all against Burton. But very similar, yeah, early on in the season. Bit of adversity, relying on the goalkeeper for a couple of big moments. I remember Walton saving a chance within minutes of that game kicking off and uh, and relying on a bit of you know a bit of quality for the goal. Harness back then and Chaplin yesterday. So, yeah, very, very similar. Yep. If we if we follow on from that game, does that mean we'll be signing Armstrong? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and then, lo- and then loading him out. Yeah, <laughs> Lo- loading him back in January, Telegram, back didn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, did, UPR yeah. in January. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> enjoy that one after. <laughs> you cook an oil out. Um, Lee wants to know what the t-shirt is. It's a AFC <laughs> Richmond training shirt in bright orange. I thought I had to wear something. Yes. You can't really see the. I do have my away shirt hanging out of view there as well, but uh, yeah, a little bit of orange to celebrate. Uh, Marty, our counterattacks are so much quicker this season. What I love is Burns looking to play into feet into the box instead of <laughs> Rose head, flock H, head up looking for the pass. Exciting to watch. Are we more incisive, Dave, in your opinion? Um, yeah, seemingly. Yeah, we, we, we've all, all been critical in the past of Burns, perhaps final final ball and yeah he was certainly capable of hitting Rose Ed. Um I think perfect example last week he was patient, got his head up and picked out and picked out um, and picked out Jackson perfectly last week. Not sure there was too many examples of that yesterday. I can't really really recall. But um no, you know, I, I thought he had I think we all said it, I thought he had his best game against um against Stoke, his best game for a while, you know, even heading back into the latter part of last season, his best game for a while against Stoke last week. So um yeah, I think he's another one that's just adapted well, hasn't he? I know it's, it's Leeds next, Dave, but are you getting a sense that we're going to have entirely different strategies or, or subtly, no, different strategies for home and away matches? Because Sunderland and QPR have kind of felt very similar. I guess we haven't got a huge amount of sample size, have we? But Well, I think is- McKenna said, you know, away games are going to be difficult. You're not going to go to many, many championship away sides and roll teams over like we were, particularly back end of last season. We're just not in... in- in the championship and you know Sunderland was a Sunderland was a gritty hard, hard fought win as very much so as was yesterday um Leeds at home I mean I know we'll get to cover this in a minute that's one of the fixtures when the fixtures came out one I was looking for because it's always great you know Leeds supporters will come in numbers we know fantastic atmosphere um 29 whatever almost 30,000 next Saturday at Portman Road so I'm really looking forward to that um and yeah you're right they'll bring a different set of they'll bring a different, obviously different set of problems for us. Yep. I think it's worth, George, just to jump in, I think it's worth pointing out that we, we kind of saw that transition from home and away games, I think, in the run-in yeah. last season. You know, Derby, Bolton, yeah. Barnsley, we were very much more of a counter-attacking side, I thought, away from yeah. home. And at Portman Road, obviously, yeah. we looked to dominate the ball and build from the back and stuff. So I think we saw that evolution maybe sort of happen towards the the, the sort of the, la- the final third of last season. And I think away games this year will continue in that in that ilk, given, given the yeah. kind of sides we're going to go away to. Yep, fair point. Yeah, I mean, we're also, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah, sorry, we won't, you know, we won't dominate possession away from home either, will we? But perhaps yesterday was a bit of an outlier where I think it was always going to be that way, maybe against an Ainsworth team, but yeah, we certainly won't dominate possession as we did away last season. Yeah, yeah and, and John Offie says, you know, we're, we're used to League One domination, which obviously looks a little bit yeah. different. Yeah. Um, Matt mentioning that Holly Turner, ITFC women's striker, um, serious injury for her. So we wish oh. her all the very best. That's would be a shame given she didn't really get a huge amount of opportunity to feature last season. So as we say, we wish her all the best. Mm. Uh, 
Tony, our mate Tony in the Telegram. Uh, Seb, is uh, is Cameron Burgess potentially knocking on the door of international recognition with Australia? Is he not? Is it? Is David he, he qualifies for Scotland as well. Other than Harry Souter, I can't think who else. Isn't there a guy at Hearts in Scotland who maybe starts for Australia? It's about, yeah, I mean, potentially, you know, he's, he's, he's done superbly now for, what, nine months it must be coming up to now? He kind of came in, was it last autumn when Edmondson kind of got a got a knock? And, yeah, he's, he's undroppable, isn't he? He has that lovely balance with that left foot as well, which is so important. So, yeah, I mean, Harry Souter's probably the nailed-on one, given that he moved for big money to, to Leicester, albeit they're in the same league now. And, yeah, I guess from a selfish point of view, I think I'd rather he qualified for Scotland so that he's not travelling, flying across mm-hmm. the uh, three times a uh, yeah, a la Tommy Smith. Yeah, yeah. he um, it, you can just see the work that's gone into gone yeah. into the Burgess. His, his distribution is just on a different level to what it was this time last season, isn't it? You actually, you just see it. There's that chip ball to Hurst, isn't there? Oh. For the penalty shout. Um, he's got, he's about, got a lovely, for a big lad, he's got a lovely left foot, real cultured, lovely left foot. Yeah. Uh, talking about oh. Hurst, here's our mate Sully. Uh, I don't think Hurst got enough credit yesterday. Made the ball stick all day. I thought he gave a great platform. Thoughts on who wants to talk about Hurst? He always does, doesn't he? I think he always kind of holds the ball up, runs the channels, runs himself into the ground. He had that kind of half chance in the first half he fashioned for himself on the edge of the D where he sort of fired over. And apart from that, didn't really have many other challenges. But you know, regardless of you know threats on goal, he is going to put himself about and run for 65, 70 minutes and absolutely knacker out their centre-halves before maybe a change comes in and the dapo comes up. So I think he's great. The ball sticks with him. You know where he's going to be and he's going to give you absolutely everything in the time he's on the pitch. Yep. Yeah, probably a good shout for a penalty yesterday. I mean, Cook was all over. Do you think? I, I, I think it would have been soft. Sorry. If that's the other end, I think. If, if it, yeah, if, if that's Armstrong Contact and it's there, on though. him, I think I'd be fuming. Do you think a I bit think, like Danassian and Clark first game of the season, perhaps one of those? Can't, I, I don't think the, the, the contact is as strong as Danassian's in the first game against Sunderland, actually. I think, so? I think referees have got a little bit of an instruction to, to be a bit more stronger on the contacts. Mm-hmm. I thought... I think that there's a definite question mark for it. I, I just kind of think that the Burgess one was even less of a shout when he stepped oh, yeah, the ball yeah. in, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah. I, I think it's a little bit soft. And I, and I guess I'm more frustrated that Hurst probably could have got a shot off there, couldn't he? Can you, you, think, you, can take you think Hurst goes down? You think Hurst goes down a bit easy there? Uh, let us know in the chat. Let's give us yeah, your thoughts. Okay, yeah, penalty yeah, or yeah. not a penalty for, for Hurst in that second half. Um, Matt is back with a question. Are we still in the market for upgrades this window or better backups to the existing starting 11 Dave don't do with that one well as, as far as um, as far as we know we certainly are with two weeks to go um <laughs> I mean obviously after after Mr Ashton's comments what 10 days ago now perhaps about um <laughs> leaks and social media etc it has, it has gone really quiet hasn't it really really has gone quiet so we've been down the, we've been down this road before in the last couple of close seasons, haven't we? And then suddenly out of the bag, there comes a real sort of left field announcement, so to speak. So let's hope so. Two weeks to go. Yeah, I would certainly think there will be, uh, you'd like to think there'll be one or two in, but more, and also there'll no, more, more than likely be one or two out as well, you would think. Yeah. I'm going to pause briefly. I'm going to do a couple of bits and pieces, and then we'll come back to your questions. You can tell that this is my first flagship of the season because I've ignored the running order of my script. We do need to talk about the rest of the championship action, folks. Um, so let me put the sc- scores up on the screen, and you can each take a game. Um, it's in ascending day order. Them lot at the top looking pretty decent, aren't they? Rogue, annoying, isn't it? There. Yeah. 
good win for them. Mm. Millwall defensive, not yeah. great. And yeah, got a bit more Plymouth about taste- Yeah. Yeah. Plymouth tasting late defeat. It's their turn for that. And Southampton proving their home record isn't as resilient as maybe they thought. Hull doing well. Birmingham doing well. Mm. Leicester keeping pace with us. Borough still can't buy a win. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, still no win for them as well. Good away win for Ooh. Preston Stoke. Bounce back at home to Watford. Sunderland finally off the mark. Joe Bellingham with a double, and he could have got a hat-trick in fact as well. Mm. Swansea and Coventry really can't get going, and Leeds, West Brom similarly. Leeds, obviously, opponents next week. Any games catch your eye, Seb? Obviously, the, the with our well eye on next week was the Leeds game on telly on Friday night. You know, they just can't get going at all, can they? They've played three games, two, two draws, one defeat. Half the squad seem to want to leave. Somebody else has left today, which are, for a change, I think it's not a transfer. Tyler, Tyler Adams has gone to Bournemouth for some money. So they, yeah, they might have some money to spend now because most of their outgoings have been have been loans, as we will discuss in midweek. But they can't get can't get going at all, can they? I kind of thought Ellen Road under the lights. You know, potentially they might get the season up and running, but they are still flattering to deceive. I also thought there were a couple of cracking goals this weekend. Have you seen the Aaron Ramsey strike for oh. Cardiff against Leicester? What a hit <laughs> that was! And and, and the Leicester was a. The, the Leicester strike. first goal, there was two. The first goal yeah. for Leicester was an absolute stun. And the um, the lad Hackney for, for Borough scored an yeah. absolute worldie. Yeah, I mean Leeds. Yeah, I mean I watched I watched that game. I mean Santi Thomas almost took the lace out of the ball and put the first goal in, didn't he? I mean it was yeah a bit a bit harsh. Certainly, um, yeah, you could see why the ref the ref was very very much unsighted. I think um, you know up a level that that goal certainly doesn't get allowed. So yeah. yeah, a little bit a little bit unlucky really, but yeah, they just haven't got it going at all. Although yeah, I thought James looked lively as ever. So yeah, yeah. he'd certainly be one to no doubt you'll touch on that. He'll certainly be one to watch, I would have thought. But, um, yeah, so looking forward to that. Um, and as you said, safe? yeah. Um, sorry, just quickly, as you said, Plymouth, um, yeah, a little bit little bit back for them, conceded in 94th, I think it was, Che Adams. Yeah. Yeah, well, and Sheffield Wednesday as well. Um, booze at full time there. Not, not a happy home life for Sheffield Wednesday, so... Odds on yeah. Darren Moore being back in. Well, he was at Derby last week, I think Ben was saying. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, he's eyed up that one, maybe perhaps <laughs> a Paul Ward. I don't know what Derby did the weekend, actually. But they on the horizon, one one nil, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they won one nil. Wednesday on the horizon, aren't they? Is it three games time? Well, I think. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We've got a question yeah. on that. Um, here's the league table. Let me put it up. Ipswich Town in first position. Glorious. See of a one goal better goal difference to Leicester, but look at them lot third. Um, three goal, averaging three goals a game. That. That. Birmingham wasn't expecting that either. Southampton and Preston Hull. Yeah, it's a strong, it's a strong top half, that isn't it? That division. But look, who's top of the tree as it stands? In terms of bits and pieces of the podcast, before we go back to, oh, gone, Dave. Have you got a point? Or are you no, just no, scratching no. yourself? In a no, just scratching. That's fine. Uh, before we get back to your questions. Um, anyone not looking at the podcast? That's yeah, anyone, yeah. Anyone, anyone listening, that's weird. Any, no, he wasn't, he wasn't. I was just, um, my host's spidey senses were tingling and uh, it was false alarm for those of you who are, are listening on the podcast. <laughs> uh, bits and pieces of podcast use, as we say. Um, I teased it at the start. We'll come to the um, special announcement in a second. We uh, Next week, a lot of Leeds-related stuff. We'll do a pre-record of something. It might be another combined 11 live pre-match with, I think, Seb and I, yeah, on Thursday night. We'll go live, so we'll get your insights and we'll 
do loads of research and get a load of stick off Leeds fans for slagging him off. So that will be entertaining, at least for for her for that. And then we'll be back for the flagship show this time next week, 8 p.m. looking back on the Leeds game. So do do join us, get involved in the chat, do subscribe. You'll see the video pop up there a couple of hours in advance, so you'll know when to join us. But 8, 8 p.m. typically Thursday and Sunday, and some pre-recorded stuff midweek. Telegram group. Um, as I said, counting down the days to the transfer window shots and I can retain some order in the matchday group. But great chat there yesterday and um, the discussion keeps going 24-7, 365. So do join our Telegram group. Head to our merch store as well if you want to support the podcast and get some branded goods. Blue Monday, itfc.co.uk is our website. And thanks, as always, to our friends at Innovation Labs who are the partners of the flagship show. Here's an announcement for you. Um, I can't go into full details, but I can go into sufficient detail that people can begin to plan October the 7th, Saturday, October the 7th, Preston North End v Ipswich Town, or Ipswich Town v Preston North End, I should correctly say. After that, chaps, join us for Blue Monday Live at Portman Road, part two. We've got the green light from everyone who matters at Ipswich Town to make that happen again. We're making some arrangements to get some more appearances from um, players past and present, um, probably more likely pres- uh, past if, it, if it's a match day. Um <laughs> But yeah, great um, time last time. We saw a lot of you there. Um, so we're really fortunate and privileged to be heading back to Portman Road. Um, so we've got a lot of arrangements to make, but hopefully end of this time next week, we'll have ticket details for you. Um, so do join us for Blue Monday Live. It'll be great fun. And yeah, always, as always, guys, kind of a pinch me moment to be stood in Portman Road doing podcasty stuff, isn't it? I'm just looking forward to see how Joe Fairs can top his outfit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joe Fairs with his static electricity fire <laughs> risk. Yes. So do, yeah. So Saturday, October the 7th, it will be the Saturday. It will be after Preston. We'll do, we'll do our best to minimize the time gap in between the end of the game and the event starting. But we'll be back next week, um, either in advance of the flagship or on the flagship and give you all the details of what you need to know. So um, happy day, something to look forward to in just under a couple of months' time. So very exciting stuff. Shall we head back to the questions and finish off with those? Um, What else have we got here? We dealt with, um, yeah, oh, hello, um, to the Shire Shark, 1962 as a Scot. I'd happily see Burgess in the squad based on how he's been playing over the last eight to nine months here's the question Seb you can go first on it because I think you were about to go there Tom asks how long will this momentum last the key question Leeds Cardiff Wednesday looking vulnerable or he says winnable seven points question mark hard not to get ahead of ourselves are you getting ahead of yourself going at the minute seven points is is is, yeah i think we have to be looking at nine for those three no i'm you can only take you can only take one game at a time but certainly you know cardiff at home sheffield wednesday away cardiff for a side that most people would have expected to be in trouble this year and you know sheffield wednesday is is, as you said not a happy home life with the the crowd booing and and the manager under pressure leeds is going to be a big test next week i think we'll know a lot after the leeds game because that's our first kind of proper big boy who's come down from the Premier League, albeit they're in a little bit of crisis squad-wise and and kind of new manager going in, new ownership. But yeah, if, if we were to beat Leeds, I would expect us to beat both Cardiff and Wednesday. Um, Neil has suggested 100% record to the international break, Dave. Thoughts? International break is after Cardiff. Cardiff, yeah. So two games, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, Nothing I mean, I, 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 I mean, I think so. I think so. Just, just, just quickly, it's, it, we with the first team to come up from League One to win yeah. three in a row since Southampton. 
Yeah, and I, I, I thought that was the season. That's when Southampton, I think the third of those games, that's when Ricky Lambert did his stuff and they beat us 5-2. Yeah. 5-2 down here. And within those games was a 3-1 home win over Leeds. There's Omens. It's all over, it's oh, it's all over the place. Pay out now. Over the yeah. place. Yeah. Uh, so, Stat, I need to give a shout to our mate Statman and wish him, obviously, all the very best as yeah. well. He tweeted yesterday that Chaplin's age was something like... <laughs> 26 and 159 days or something How? and he said on this day who someone did someone else score who was exactly the same age yeah and yeah. in that season Ipswich got promoted to the yeah. Premier league yeah. at the end of it exactly the same. Yeah. That is, but epic i think it, I think it, so. it was stockwell wasn't it it transpired i think that's who it was those, I were, believe. The days. those were the days yeah. we'll stick with you on this one um sarge asks us does walton come back into the starting 11 well we've debated Tladke a little bit uh, Walton, no, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, do we think he's possibly going to be fit after the international break? Is that good progress? Is made? I think prognosis, or I'm not really sure. I mean, I think initially it was six weeks to two months, which would obviously take us to the end of sep- end of September. I mean, it's, is it going to be? Is it going to be that straightforward? I don't know. You know, if Ladkey keeps up his form and keeps keeping, we keep keeping clean sheets, and he keeps making big saves. It's, it, despite what people thought when Walton got injured, it's still going to be a big call, that one, isn't mm. it? A big call. Look, there's no doubt Walton is our number one. It, you know, I don't think, hopefully, he won't get into a Mikel Arteta. <laughs> I'll put David Rowe, I've got two number ones. How the hell does that work? So, um, yeah. And, and, and look, what a great problem. If, if it turns out that way, what a superb problem to have. Yep, exactly right. Well, that's why McKenna is paid the big bucks. Grant Tate just wants a shout out for Cameron Burgess, the rock at the back. A lot of other support for that as well. Um, Kev Hansen, um, anyone heard the Liverpool sniffing around Walton? I'm not sure I buy that one, Kev. <laughs> no, it doesn't, doesn't pass the test. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll skip one there. Uh, Norman, Burns has not had a great start. Excellent against Stoke. Um, do we need an upgrade on the right? I mean, Seb, your thought? I mean, Raksaki. It's the perennial Raksaki link with everyone it? now, isn't he? But, yeah, every um, Sunday you're waiting for a, a, an article on Twitter or on a newspaper to say where Raksaki is linked <laughs> with this week. I guess Hutchison looks very kind of inexperienced at the moment, doesn't he? You know, he's kind of he's, he's not really had a senior loan anywhere, and he is kind of the backup. But Caden Jackson can play in that role as well. I, I think we will see another attacker come in who can maybe play kind of wide or slightly withdrawn behind the main striker, or as an out-and-out striker, a la Tyrese John Jules, who we keep quoting. Burns, yeah, wasn't amazing yesterday. A bit sloppy in possession a couple of times. Had the head and miss in the first half, but was excellent the week before. So, yeah, no, no, I expect Burns to start against Leeds. And hmm. at the moment, you know, it's, it's kind of it's, it's his shirt to lose. You know, he was very good in the running and it's his shirt to, to lose at the moment. But I, I think if we do see an arrival, I would still expect someone to come in who could fill in that role if need be. Yeah, If everyone stays fit, the team at this moment in time picks itself, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. Yeah. Rob asks Dave with her shattered at 70 minutes yesterday, um, but McKenna not bringing Ladapo on until the 92nd minute. Um, do you think Ladapo is slightly falling out of favour with McKenna? Oh, mm. Yeah, it was an interesting one yesterday because he did look out on his feet. At, uh, well, he, he played 90, 90 plus two, 90 plus three. Um, and Neil's right, it is a horrible job up there. We've said that before and he does it so well on his own. I don't know. You know, obviously you would think that maybe maybe um, it was conveyed to Hurst, you know, are you good? Are you good to see out the 90 yesterday? Yes, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm still feeling reasonably fresh. So perhaps that's what it was yesterday. You know, it was a tight game and he really didn't want to change it even, you know, too radically, even too early, even up even up top. So, um, 
I don't particularly think he's fallen out of favour. But again, Ladapo, he, he needs he needs to, you know, come on perhaps with ten minutes to go, grab a goal as he did perhaps in certain games last season, and you know his confidence is suddenly suddenly back. I wouldn't say his confidence has gone because he hasn't really had a chance this season, no. has he? And maybe oh, he's a slow in the, starter, Obviously, maybe. in the Bristol Rovers game, me and you went to, he wasn't great, but yeah. 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 Um, Marty, did, did, did anyone believe that when Massimo was announced mm. last season that he would go on to be one-off, if not our best players this season, let alone last? Absolutely incredible. Hold that thought, Seb, because Ashley asks, haven't we won almost every game that yeah, Luongo has started? Three. Yeah, we've drawn three. We've got a record. One. We haven't mentioned the 21-game unbeaten record, club record as well, yeah. guys. Yeah. Is it all entirely down to Massimo Luongo? <laughs> I think at the start of the season as well, I thought with Taylor coming in, we and he, he was injured in pre-season, didn't feature for a couple of games, did he? I think people kind of thought maybe Taylor would be the one to kind of slot in alongside Morsey, given we paid a big fee for him. But Luongo's just been absolutely superb. You know, he was brilliant away at Sunderland, brilliant again yesterday. Did so well yesterday because he was playing on a card, wasn't he, for well over, what, an hour, 70 minutes of the game. So, yeah, he's just class and... What is his record? Played 20, drawn 3, one seventeen or something <laughs> insane. So, yeah, he's, he's done really well. Like we said a few minutes ago with Burns, it's, it's his is the shirt to lose. Him and Morsey in that central midfield possession, uh, position have been absolutely excellent. Different. I mean, that was a, that was another, that was a kind of a left-field signing. I think like you guys, when he came in, I was kind of, it was a bit underwhelming. He can't get a game for Borough and he's injured. Yeah. He's just cover, I thought. I thought Again, you know, this is this is where I, this is where McKenna and the coaching team they must see something in a the player. They see something in a player. Right, we're going to get him up to speed. We're going to get him fit. And I remember the impact. I think his very first appearance was against Burnley, and he absolutely hammered someone in midfield. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he? Anything he'll do. And yes. um, and you know, for the remainder of the season, once he got in the team. He just compliments Morsey so well, doesn't he? Well, they compliment each other, but he, he is just they. Those two are just the perfect fit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, Jules, DD cleaning his Pro V1s under the table. No, let's <laughs> move on. We're moving it on. Pro V1s, Jules. Oh, can't afford those, yeah, mate. Pro V1s. It's got his Far top flights out, Jules. Far too good for me, mate. Far too good. to Michael who's joined us early days for all our players. <laughs> yes, we can get better, but we won all three games, yeah. Um, I'm gonna, before we talk about Leeds, um, we've got a question from Lee about Taylor. Um, I mean, Taylor's got, similarly to Walton, surely, is he waiting for someone to make a mistake or get injured? I think so, yeah, or, or a suspension or something in that central yeah. midfield position. I get, we kind of saw him as a box-to-box player when he joined, given how he played at Peterborough, but McKenna kind of said in pre-season he wants to see him get forward more. So at the minute, he's going to have to be patient. I assume he'll play against Reading in 10 days' time, whenever it's a couple of weeks' time. Um, but until then, he's going to have to remain patient. Yep. Yeah, bar- barring suspension and injury, no way. No way yeah. to get past either of those things. Exactly right. There's more stuff in the chat that I'm not put up about. I'm sorry, Dave. I've got got you into trouble, and, and, and there was nothing untoward going on whatsoever. Tony ran an itch, guys. Oh, no, an no, itch, no, no. I'm really Come sorry. I thought you were just excited to say something. Uh, a couple more comments before we just finish on Leeds. Uh, John Uffy, for everyone looking for to maintain the feel good factor, if you Google top form football teams, click the transfer market link. It makes for pleasant reading, especially if you mm. filter to 20 games, as we said. New record set for the club from beaten and Sam. Um, best spirit slash togetherness at the club since question mark and don't mess with per. Oh, yeah. Who anyone else clocked that full time? Yeah, a little bit that. of a face off. With. He was having Ainsworth was having a bit of a spat with Burns, I think, wasn't he? A little bit, yeah, yeah. And, and Broadhead, I think, on the bench, wasn't he? And then yeah. suddenly, I think Rennie Gilmartin wandered over, and I think that kind of put Ainsworth back in his box a little. Yeah, <laughs> loved a bit of that. Martin Pert, now he's shaved his hair a bit. He looks a little bit fearsome, doesn't he? I love that from him. Um, 
Leeds, guys, we'll finish on that. Obviously, the opponents next weekend. Seb, you mentioned their record so far. No wins, two draws, one defeat, minus one goal difference. Familiar friend in charge there. He'll get the similar kind of chance that Alex Neal got. Hot reception. Hot. Um, but lots of issues off the pitch, lots of injuries as well. Maybe some players that might come back there. But I, it is the narrative, if, is the chat. Dave, I'll, go, I'll come to you because Seb is going to give us an hour of his thoughts on Thursday. <laughs> maybe... 45 minutes. Um, great time to play Leeds, really, isn't it? That's the headline, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Clearly, they're a, a club that came down, a club very much, in, very much in transition. Although, as you said, they sold Tyler Adams today, so there's money in the bank, but no doubt, no doubt which they'll, they'll be looking to get players in within the next two weeks, but, you know, hopefully maybe not the, um, you know, not before the weekend. Um, yeah, I, I agree with the comment there. I think Dan James is, is there yeah is there danger there so yeah that should be it that should be a really interesting um a really interesting tussle is perhaps we think dan james against um against harry clark could be um crucial as the game pans out you would think but um yeah you know i looked through the leeds team from yesterday and yes yeah, so it's a good place <laughs> so it's a quality so some quality that quality there so um yeah like i said looking forward to it. it's always a brilliant atmosphere against leeds their fans yeah, are big numbers brilliant fan brilliant numbers they'll come on, they'll come on mass i think in, in recent seasons well recent seasons we haven't played them but they've taken the whole of the top of the um the whole of the top of the um of the cobalt stand so obviously they won't i'd be interested to see it was obviously section six up the far end near the near the um near the sir bobby the sir bobby end so that'll be interesting dynamic so uh yeah it should be just a fantastic day and your first home game of the season seb it is yeah coming home for it looking forward to it i'll be back in the cobbold and have section six behind me so yeah really looking forward oh, yeah. to it what a what a game to come back to can't wait yep great stuff well as we said we'll be back for the pre-match thursday live at 8 p.m all the leads chat that you want and predictions um yeah, getting a lot of abuse about predictions. I can't help it if I win it last season. But anyway, people are planning already for my de- demise this season. Wasn't Seb Telegram. spot on? Wasn't Seb spot on this week? Did I predict was. it spot I was, on. Dave. I was. Has the momentum shifted? We will find out on Thursday. Is that the first and... bullseye this season? Say again? Is that the first bullseye between both of you this season? For a, for a town game, I think it probably is. Yeah, I think it, it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Yeah. Um... End the feature. End the feature. Let's stop, stop the, the count. count. Now. Well, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining in. Great numbers in the chat. Please, and um, before you go on YouTube or Facebook, do give us a thumbs up. Obviously, do subscribe. Thank you to our listeners on podcast land as well. Do give us a review. Uh, we haven't had one of those for a while in iTunes, so I do like anyone that quotes Partridge or The Office. But great week. Um, thank you, everyone, for the thoughts in the chat. Any final thoughts, guys, before we say goodbye, Dave? No, just you know onwards onwards and upwards let's just keep this great feeling around the club because it is it is just brilliant isn't it yep exactly right seb exactly like dave said onwards and upwards and just enjoy it, everyone it's our it's our time did you see some guy had a yeah, the video yeah brilliant that was cracking you gotta do the voice seb come on no I'll, I'll leave that to better impersonate you're the impersonator you did the pool cook for so many years so you can sign us off with that uh, it's a full quick interview went viral again on Twitter yesterday. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'll get in practice. I'm I'm a bit hoarse. I need to. I've been speaking for too much. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. We've gone extra long, but I'm careful. I don't know where I'm going today. Extra long, um, jumbo size edition. But 
as always, plenty to talk about. And why wouldn't we go extra long when Ipswich Town top the championship table at this early stage? Thank you, everyone, for watching. Have a great week. We'll see you for Leeds. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.